and Bina Zeen, founder of the Student Radio Podcast. And this is Shizan Adeem, the co-founder. And we thank you for joining us today. This podcast will help you connect with striving and aspiring individuals and help you become one as well. Enjoy the episode. Today we have someone who made it from Lahore Grammar School, Pakistan to Harvard, Asmar Asrar Safi. Thank you, Asmar, for being with us. So how are you? How are things at your end? I'm good, Alhamdulillah. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, things are as good as they can be in this era, but you know, I've been doing as well as I can, um, working. So yeah. Okay, good, good. So uh, if you don't know, Asmar is a smoker, right? Definitely. Yeah, he is a student of government and economics. Oh, so Asmar, are you doing like a double major? Um, so essentially, when you're a sophomore at at the college, you have to declare um your major, you know, into the fall semester. So I haven't declared my major as of yet. Um, but I'm leaning towards a joint double major between government and economics with a minor in South Asian studies, if that you know, if time allows, and if I don't mess up my routine. going forward but yeah so it's definitely going to be government economics hopefully oh nice that's great okay so we have also heard that you are an intern at center of economic research in pakistan mhm so how do you manage both of them well i'm doing the internship in my summer so right now i'm you know not as busy as i oh. would have been during you know school time okay i was thinking both okay so how did you get to be a part of crp Um so I've been I've been you know getting in touch with people that have been working there for a long time um and I've always wanted to go into international development and you know research related to policy work and evidence based policy design within Pakistan okay. particularly um and so you know just being able to get in touch with these people who've been working and doing such wonderful work um in Pakistan over the last few years has been very very rewarding and that was the one reason that I was able to you know secure an internship at the center for economic research in Pakistan as well Um yeah. Okay. Okay, what made you think that it will create a difference in your life, bring more opportunities? I think it definitely has to do with, you know, a lot uh, of my interests and I think just in terms of being able to sort of figure out a trajectory for myself in the future as well. I think, you know, having an internship such as this one at a think tank, a prestigious one at that, um doing such incredible work is going to help me out in the future as well, but also at the same time I feel like the kind of work that Serp is doing right now, so for example, I'm working uh on a couple of projects in the education sector for example or in the you know tax collection sector of Pakistan so all of these things have very very real consequences on how this country is managed how this country is run um and i just feel like you know being part of that allows you insight into how these decisions are made but also at the same time um it educates you on how you can you know be a better policy decision maker in the future um okay so most of us go crazy over standardized tests uh, you know act sat also like act subject test so what do you think how important it is to score good you know especially to land a placement in a good university i do think that the sat does matter um it does matter significantly in terms of being a benchmark but it isn't everything so even if you say you know end up getting a 1500 plus test score it doesn't really necessarily guarantee you an admission anywhere um for example it was on on a borderline 1500 so i got a 1510 in my sat scores um and that too after my after three different ties so what i'm trying to say here is that it's not you know the end all be all of college applications there's a lot more that goes into college application that matters significantly in terms of what you oh. um end up getting so okay. that's what Okay so I think we should go down the memory lane how did it all start and when did you came to know that you wanted to go to Harvard 
right um in terms of private i think you know it has been my dream school for a very long time it had been um something that my parents also wanted for me um and i'm glad that those sort of oh that's lovely that's good that's yeah. so good yeah i'm just i'm just glad that those two interests and those two dreams you know coincided in the form of you know um being something that you know, gelled in well together but because had they wanted me to go somewhere else it would have been you know slightly problematic for me um but you know i just uh, it 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 was something that i always wanted i knew it was a great place to study political science and government that particularly because of its you know track record in creating people that have led the field in so many ways in the past and you know just in terms of that particular reason um i really really wanted to go to harvard um experience cambridge um the area where it's located um and just you know find myself in a place that you know welcomed me um in that community yeah. so yeah um harvard had been my dream school for a very long time and you know it was just that thing get in when i so do you take any other tests uh, also what about your uh, subject sat no so i only took the sat one and then i took um the subject tests in biology and literature oh so are you actually interested in biology i am not um quite frankly i did not know what to take as my subject test and because i took biology in my a levels as a subject for diversity purposes only um you know i i just felt like it was the best subject test i could take aside from literature um so and also like people recommended that i took us history yeah. or world history or something along those lines but because you know the subject matter is very very extensive um yeah. i felt it would be important to you know maybe just go ahead with you know biology as a subject test so yeah okay Hmm. So, how sure are you on a scale of one to ten that you'd make it to Harvard? Oh, I was not sure at all. I actually got so I applied early action to Harvard, um, in hmm. my A levels, and I got deferred okay. actually. So I considered that a rejection oh. for myself, honestly. Um, but you know, thankfully, I was able to convert it into acceptance for my regular application. Um, so yeah. Okay. 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 So I was there that. Uh, Were you dreading on the day of decision? Like, what were your feelings? Did the thought cross your mind that I won't be able to make it? Oh, for sure, definitely. Um, it was. Uh, I was on the prayer mat for like you know, <laughs> three or four hours consecutively, praying for my istikhara, trying to you know, um, sort of pray against all of my sins um that I might have committed. Um, but yeah, it was it was just you know it was very overwhelming that particular day. It was very anxiety-ridden. But you know, just got it. You know, I came out of it alive. <laughs> What were your backup plans? Did you look out for any universities in other Pakistan or Europe? Yeah, so I applied to a couple of universities in the U.S. actually. Um, but my primary issue was getting financial aid because I couldn't have afforded to go to United States without you know a good financial aid slash scholarship package. Um, and I wasn't getting the best, you know, financial aid packages from a lot of. So I mean, I I really needed a financial aid package to be able to go to the United States. Um, and because I wasn't getting that, I was also looking into Pakistani universities. So I got into Lums as well. Um, on a for their law degree. Um, and that was that was probably going to be my backup had you know things not work out with my financial aid slash scholarships for any of the universities that I was applying. Hmm. So you actually got full scholarship. Um. Yes, I did. in the end i did this brilliant can you actually tell us more about the financial aid and scholarship how did you manage to get accepted into that program so with regards to harvard and a couple of top tier colleges in the us um they're essentially not going to give you scholarships based on merit but rather on need so for example if they take you in so they're essentially considered need blind colleges which is basically that they don't consider your financial need when determining whether or not they want to take you into that particular college so um if they take you in if they accept you in that college they basically cover all of your financial need so because they took okay. me in 
I demonstrated that I needed, you know, like the entire financial aid package. I needed a full scholarship. So they ended up giving that to me um, because, you know, that's how, you know, their policy is regarding financial aid. Um, and that's, you know, that's the reason why Harvard, 47% of Harvard students are all on financial aid. Um, and they give very, very generous amounts of financial aid and scholarships. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I thought it was difficult, competitive, you know? No. Okay. As, as long as they take you, um, getting financial aid isn't that big of an issue in these top years. Okay. So what was the driving force that took you to Howard and where you are today? Oh, um, so I think... For me, particularly, the reason why Harvard was so compelling was because, you know, you you think of it as an institution where, I mean, it's not just about the prestige, it's not just about the kind of, you know, um, opportunities that you get there, but also the kind of people that you find yourself meeting at a place like Harvard. Um, because yes. essentially all of them are people that have excelled in something or the other um, in the past and mm. have done something that, you know, um, qualified them to be able to get into Harvard. And I think just being able to, you know, interact with those people, become friends with those people, learn from those people, is something that yeah. I always felt was, you know, a very, very compelling reason to apply to, you know, a university such as, you know, Harvard itself. Um, and quite frankly, that experience has been why I value being at Harvard so much. I don't think it's the academics. I don't think it's the extracurriculars. I don't think it's the opportunities or, you know, future okay. job prospects, but rather just being able to learn so incredibly much at every sort of, you know, meeting with all those people. And I think I find myself at a place today where I've been able to, you know, transform myself significantly as a person just because of the by virtue okay. of the experiences um, that I've had at Harvard itself. And, and I mean, I really, really value them. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. Do you think that any of your past failure might have had an influence on your present? Uh, do you have, like, any favorite failure? Favorite failure? Um, well, I used to be a very um, avid debater when I was um, in, in high school, in Lahore Grammar School. Um, and hmm. I think one of my foremost goals was to be able to get on the Pakistan debate team. And I didn't make it to the debate team in my A1 year, AS year. Um, and I think that was a kind of sort of, and I, I used to consider that the prerequisite to be able to get into college because it's a big thing. It's, it looks good on your activity list. It's also something that I really, really wanted to do for a very long time. Um, but I think not being able to get onto that particular team was very, very rewarding in the sense that I had a lot more time to now focus on my applications focus on myself, my own mental health, and, you know, prepare myself, um, mm -hmm. you know, emotionally and mentally for a process that was as taxing um, as the college application process for the United States of America. So I think, I think that was the kind of failure that, you know, not only motivated me to do better, um, but also sort of move on from things that might have not been as helpful for me as I thought they would. Um, and just, you know, prepare myself for a process that was awaiting me um, and later took me to Harvard. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Harvard students have in common. Like, what is that one difference between you and the ones who couldn't make it? I think Harvard really values... So I think this goes for every college in the United States of America. I think um, people tend to undermine this a lot, but I think these universities really want you to excel in one or two particular things and really make yourself, you know, um, an example for other students for that particular discipline or for that particular you know, activity that you might be doing. So for example, if you're interested in like, for example, music or singing, then you should be the really like the very best in that particular activity. And you should have had, have been able to achieve something significant in that particular sort of field, wherever you're coming from, whether that's Pakistan, or that's India, whether that's Bangladesh, or whether that's the United States of America itself. Um, and I think every Harvard student that I've met thus far um, has had some particular, you know, spike. Um, as they like to call it. And that spike is basically them doing well in one particular thing or two particular things and really showing to the college that they're, they're the kind of person that you would want 
um, to take for that particular field. So, for example, when 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 a college is deciding its its uh, you know its new applicants um, and who they want to take, essentially, they basically build this thing called a class profile. And within that class profile, they basically sort um, by the kind of you know people that they want within a class. So, for example, they want an X amount of athletes, a Y amount of you know musicians, a Y amount of debaters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they need to fill that class profile. And for for a college like Harvard or for for a college like a top tier college in the United States of America, they really want to be able to fill that class profile by the best possible people um, that they can find from wherever you know possible in the world. Um, and so they're definitely looking for kids that have excelled in one particular or two particular fields. Um, and that's the kind of thing that you know really sets the Harvard student apart um, from what I from what, what my experience has been thus far. So if anyone's uh, okay. to find, that should okay. be the way to go. Hmm. What was your spike? Your also your overall extracurriculars. Also, we have talked about financial aid. Yeah. So, how much do you think extracurriculars account for it? So, your activity lists, um, particularly account for your admission. Again, like I said, the financial aid is determined only by how much money you need to come to college. So, it doesn't necessarily have a bearing on your admission. Um, for that matter, for for top tier colleges at least. Um, for smaller liberal arts colleges, it does. Um, so financially, it directly factors into your admission itself. But for Harvard, for Princeton, for Yale, for Stanford, and all these other big universities, it does, it does not matter as much. That said, um, I I had I done a couple of activities um, over my time as a high school student. Um, I was head boy of my school two times, um, both in O levels and A levels, um, mm. and initiated a couple of different events. Um, I was I was member of Pakistan the Pakistan international debating team. So I went to Croatia for a debate tournament. Wow. Um, able to win uh, win That's it awesome. Um, so and That's then I great. also yeah thank you. Um, and I also participated um, in fourteen to fifteen um, local tournaments during my time as a high school debater. So that was there as well. Um, I was secretary general of this NGO. It was the biggest youth-led NGO at that time in Lahore called Next Generation Pakistan. Um, and within that, I was overseeing mm. like around 129 volunteers, five different community service projects, um, different summer schools and um, street schools for the underprivileged. Um, I was project head for this organization called Project Pachan that was also a subset a subsidiary organization of Next Generation Pakistan, which was basically geared towards um, protecting trans rights in Pakistan. Um, and so within that project, I was able to set up, um, establish a, a stitching unit for vocational training purposes for trans people from underprivileged backgrounds. Um, at the same time, I was also um, or, you know, sort of involved with the government um, in the form of collaborations between NGP, Next Generation Pakistan, and the Ministry of Human Rights and Minority Affairs. And we were able to advise um, the then um, caretaker government about you know revising the Transgender Persons Protection of Rights Act in 2018, um, and we were actively called for consultations regarding that process. Um, aside from that, I did a couple of different volunteering activities. So I was teaching at a school um, in in Lahore, an underprivileged school in Lahore. I taught music. I, I like to play the guitar and the ukulele. Um, I I taught global perspectives at another school oh way back in my O2 um, or O3 year. I was also a science representative in my O levels. So I was able to found an event for my school at that point in time. So, you know, just a couple of different things. But my main spike, my activities was basically community service and debates, um, if that yeah, makes sense. Okay, okay. Great. Okay. Okay. So tell us the last song that you had on repeat. Last song I had on repeat. Um, last song I had on repeat was Chalon Chalain by the Britwiz and Sidhe Mot. Um, it's an Indian song. Um, it's an Indian dance song um, that I've been really, really fascinated by recently. That and Kamaj by Fusion. Hmm, 
interesting. You know, when Chiza and I were discussing it, we thought that you'd say something like uh, English pop songs, classics, even. Oh no, 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 no. I'm I'm not one of those. I'm I'm actually a very big fan of um Pakistani and Indian music, um particularly Pakistani uh, music. Actually. So, what's your favorite quote? Any saying that you often think about? My favorite quote. Um, it would probably be "Do or do not." There is no try by Master Yoda from Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Episode Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's particular. So, are there any books that you'd like to recommend? Quite frankly, I haven't gotten the time to read much this summer, at least. Um, but if you'd want my favorite book, it'd probably be "No Longer at Ease" by Chinua Achebe. It's this Nigerian writer who wrote in English, but his books are pretty short, but they're very, very impactful and compelling. Um, in a lot of ways, and I think if you're interested in in post-colonial literature, um, mm. of the '60s, um, it's it's a fundamental read, and I think it's a very very nice read as well, very very impactful. Um, so yeah, definitely yeah. recommend him. If a zombie apocalypse were going to happen, how long do you think you would last? Thirty seconds, probably. I I'd be scared. Oh God! So is there any item you'd grab to fight, or any go-to weapon which you have in your mind? My go-to weapon, um. I probably just hide somewhere. Honestly, I don't. I'm not the fighting kind much, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Who is your biggest motivation? I mean, I'm again very strictly Pakistani. I I find a lot of motivation reading about Faizal Azam, Muhammad Ali Jinnah, but also people like mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela, um, um, Sheikh Guerra, all these people that have done fundamental things for their cause. Um, people like Jibran Nasser working in Karachi right now. I think they're fundamental inspirations for me. Um, oh yeah, definitely. That's where I want to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the best and the worst show, series, movies. You know, anything that you have watched. Quite frankly, I haven't been watching much, but you know, recently I watched two movies that I really, really liked. Um, the first of them was uh, what? What do you call it? Knives Out. Um, and the second one is Jojo Rabbit. I I absolutely love Jojo Rabbit. Um, must recommend if if you haven't watched already. But yeah, Jojo Rabbit is phenomenal. Um, I don't necessarily have. A verse, um, TV shows slash movies. Just by virtue of the fact that I don't watch them much, but you know, if I do, I let you know definitely. Would you prefer to stay in a crowd or be alone? Uh, depends on the time or or the occasion actually. All right, now it's time to state your preference: train or plane? Uh, train. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Coffee or tea? Neither. Diet Coke for me. <laughs> okay. Ninjas or pirates? Uh, ninjas for sure. Call or text? Text, please. Mountains or beaches? Mountains, definitely. So, if you could do everything again, what would you do differently? I probably tell myself not be very hard on myself in the entire process and just take it as a means of reflecting on my myself and making sure that everything that I'm, you know, trying to portray in my application in my life generally is a good reflection of me and allows me to introspect and learn more about myself. Um, and I think uh. You know, because this college application process is made out to be such a big competition in Pakistan, um, a lot of people tend to sort of ignore the good parts of it, which come, you know, while you're applying. And those things are, you know, basically being able to learn how to be a better writer, how to, you know, portray yourself to other people, how to present yourself to other people, how to, um, you know, reflect on yourself, your own abilities, um, your beliefs, your personality, and I think. Instead of you know thinking of more of it along the lines of a competition, I would have wanted to you know focus more on the introspective sides of the college application process and just being able to um, apply to colleges like Harvard itself. Okay, so how would you like to be remembered? 
Um, I would like to be remembered as someone that, you know, left impact on the kind of people that he's been around and, you know, the kind of communities that he's lived in. Um, and I think not in terms of a legacy, but just in terms of like real tangible impacts that, you know, um, hmm. you're able to bring to people. In your community. Lastly, anything that you would like to convey to the listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think that, you know, um, again, take care of your mental health, take care of, um, you know, how you are emotionally before you dive into anything of a competitive nature. And I think it's very, very important to just enjoy yourselves, value your friendships, um, mm. and just the experiences that you're having in the now more than anything else that you're aspiring towards or obsessing for, um, whether that's colleges, whether that's, you know, an extracurricular activity, whether that's a competition of some sort, whether that's an ambition in life. Um, it's always, always very, very important to make the most out of what you're going through at that very point in time and being able to make sure that you're living, you know, whatever life you have um, to the fullest potential that you possibly can, enjoying every moment of it and also doing something that you enjoy as well. I, I'm, I'd always suggest, you know, you pursue something that you actually enjoy and, and like mm. as opposed to something that, you know, your parents sort of thrust upon you or, you know, your community thrust upon you. Yeah, just for the sake of getting into college, people do that. Definitely, but yeah, I think I think it's phenomenal um, that you guys are doing this, and I'm really proud of you for you know putting stuff like this together and you know making it a resource for other people such as yourselves. And I think if there's any other way that I can be of assistance to you guys, do let me know. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our show. We had a wonderful time. Thank you and take care. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. If you like this episode, make sure that you are subscribed so that you don't miss out on the new episodes. You can also check our Facebook page at Student Radio Podcast for episode updates. Thank you for listening and we hope that you are leaving with great things that will help you in your life. Have a wonderful day. Bye.